Welcome back, everybody, to the Carolina Talk Podcast. As usual, I am your host, Jacob Turner, and excited to be back for this one. Just going to have one podcast this week, obviously. Carolina football not playing this weekend with another bye week going into the Virginia Tech game next Saturday at 7 p.m. Yes, I did say that, ladies and gentlemen. 7 p.m. Carolina football kickoff from Keenan Stadium next Saturday against the Hokies. Looking forward to that one. Um, They announced earlier this week that Carolina will be playing at 7 p.m. And it got me to thinking, I can't really remember the last Carolina football game that was played at 7 p.m. on a Saturday night. I know we've had some Thursday night games. I know San Diego State back in 2014, that was one of the first games of the year, was played on a Saturday. But I believe that game started before 7 I could be completely wrong on that one, but I, the last, really the last Saturday night game, much less in the ACC that I can remember at Carolina. If you can remember an earlier one than that, feel free to contact me on Twitter. Just tag at Carolina Talk Pod on Twitter in one of your posts and, and let me know when was the last time that Carolina football played a night game against an ACC team on Saturday night. Like I said earlier, obviously some Thursday night games that Carolina's had, some good Thursday night games as well. But besides that, when is the last time we played on Saturday at 7 o'clock, especially in the ACC? It's been a long time, ladies and gentlemen, but I am looking forward to that one. You see, I was a little weary at how Carolina football obviously sitting at 1-3 and three right now, what the crowd was going to look like for that game next Saturday, October 13th. And to be completely honest with you, I was thinking that if this game was at noon, the crowd would probably be the lowest we've seen in a long time. And unfortunately, there'll probably be just as many Virginia Tech fans as well as they travel there. I don't know if you guys saw the Virginia Tech fan base at the Duke game this past Saturday, but they completely packed out Wallace Wade Stadium. Actually, a seven at night game as well on Saturday. But looking at it now, 3.30, I was thinking, mm, probably be a little bit better crowd. Obviously, 3.30, a little, a little bit more later in the day so people can get there a little bit easier. But what I've been thinking now with this seven o'clock game is, Hopefully, we can attract a really solid crowd out for that game and show well on the ESPN network. Not sure which one we're going to be on yet. I think they're still deciding between ESPNU, ESPN2, and ESPN, but we will know sometime next week what channel that game will be on for people you know, out of state who might necessarily can't make the game. But that being said, looking forward to that game, and I think this 7 o'clock game is really going to bring a really good crowd to Kingdom Memorial Stadium for that game, especially student-wise. That should be a big turnout for all Carolina students. Moving on, guys, what we're going to do with this podcast is I kind of just want to talk about all things going around in Carolina sports right now for the most part. Obviously, going to choose to focus on a few things, specifically men's soccer being one of them. We're also going to focus on Carolina men's basketball, who recently started this week practicing, getting ready for the 2018-2019 season coming up in just a couple of months. And we're going to touch on Carolina football just a little bit, which we've already done. Going to touch on it a little bit more later in the show. But first and foremost, guys, I want to talk about the Carolina men's soccer team right now, who has just had an exceptional season, currently sitting at 8-1 and one overall right now and 3-0 and in the ACC. So been a really good season for Carolina men's soccer. I was actually at the game this past Tuesday, October 2nd against UNCW, obviously out in Cary, North Carolina right now as the new Fetzer State Field is being built currently in Chapel Hill. They're hoping to get it open, last time I heard, by senior night. But right now, I'm not sure how on schedule they are, especially with the, the storm we've had recently and all that jazz. But Carolina men's soccer, nonetheless, with a 1-0 victory over UNCW this past Tuesday. And ladies and gentlemen, it was a really fun game to go to. This is the first time I've been able to see the men's soccer team this season. I'm, I'm a little bit mad at myself for not getting down there more. But after going and see them, I'm excited to get back for a few more coming up over the over the next few months but 
Carolina looked really, really good in this game. I think defensively, I, I was able to see this defense who's had such a good season so far, and they actually haven't conceded a goal in 473 minutes, dating all the way back to September 8th when they played Pittsburgh. So almost over a month, they haven't let up a single goal defensively. And, and that's a really great stat, especially in such a difficult conference. You know, ACC, one of the best men's soccer conferences in the country. So Carolina defense been really stout, and I actually got to see them up front. I actually had a great opportunity this past summer to broadcast for a semi-professional soccer team, uh, Tobacco Road Football Club in Durham, You know, literally right beside the Chapel Hill campus. And there's a lot of Carolina players that played on that team, including the likes of senior defender and captain Alex Comzia. Alex had a really, really good season for Tobacco Road this past summer. You could see quality just oozing out of him in the heart of the Tobacco Road defense. And um, he's picked up right where he left off for them for Carolina this season. Also, the likes of John Nelson had a really, really good freshman campaign for Carolina last year. Came in as one of the top recruits in the country. And his sophomore season, he's picked up right where he left off last year. Niels Bruning coming off a knee injury last year. The senior from Germany, 6'3", 175. So one of the tallest players on the field most of the time. And don't let it fool you, though. He's got such good athleticism, such good skills with the ball. Great passing ability, great touch. And he's had a really good campaign for for North Carolina and good to see him back healthy after that injury last season and then the likes of Toph Wada who actually came in as a transfer played really really well for Tobacco Road this summer was probably one of their best players is actually a forward plays a little bit of winger as well very very speedy tricky player who's just got an eye for goal didn't see any playing time against UNCW is still trying to work his way into the lineup for Carolina consistently but nonetheless it was good to see him out there as well on the bench for North Carolina but this team, I'm really excited about where I think they can go this season. Uh, I actually was at the game live tweeting from my at Carolina Talk Pod Twitter account, and I made three points, to the three takeaways after the game. It's what I'm going to do with a lot of these podcasts when I break down games. I usually like to break down what I've seen into three easy points instead of sitting here and kind of analyzing over and over again, starting to repeat yourself and starting to do some things. And just gets annoying as a listener to hear, hear me rant about either a good result or a bad result from a Tar Heel fan perspective. But... First big takeaway from the game, which I've really already touched on, is that this defense is the real deal. I think this Carolina defense, you know, as the old saying goes, defense wins championships, has a chance to really lead this Carolina team into some big, big success this coming season. Second big takeaway from the game, one thing I noticed against UNCW, who was ranked number 12 in the country, they're a very solid team. I actually grew up with their starting goalkeeper, fifth-year senior Ryan Cretans. Best friends with him, had the chance to play with him growing up, play soccer at uh, up until our teenage years, actually played high school soccer together as well. Um, this is a really good defense, defensive team from UNCW as well. Uh, sitting at number 12 in the country, like I mentioned. Very solid team, and I was really impressed with what they did in the second half because Carolina, through Jack Skahan, kind of scored a relatively fluky goal. It got deflected off UNCW's right back and just trickle past Cretans into the goals. A soft goal to give up from a UNCW perspective, but at the same time, it was flat-out unlucky. Skahan shot based on how he kind of just snatched at it. I'm not sure if it was going to end up even being put on target, but that deflection took it in the corner of the net. So, a bit of a lucky goal for Carolina in the first half. I thought Carolina was the better team in the first half, but in the second half, they really struggled offensively. My second takeaway is Carolina needs more of a consistent threat going forward. Uh, they just really didn't have anything in the second half. They were pinned back for a majority of that half by UNCW, who was attacking very well down the wings, getting crosses in the boxes. Um, actually almost scored late in the game off a corner, somehow stayed out of the goal. I'm not convinced uh, that it didn't cross the line, but it was headed 
can't remember by who, a Carolina defender was headed out just before it looked like it was going to cross the line. So UNCW lucky to not walk away from this game with a 0-0 tie or at most a 1-1 tie because like I said, it was a quite a lucky goal from a Carolina perspective and UNCW flat out dominated the second half. Carolina stood up defensively and played really well, not giving too, too many great opportunities to UNCW. But when that Carolina back line cleared the ball, they really had no option up front and and UNCW was recycling the ball and starting to attack again pretty quickly after Carolina would clear. So Carolina needs a little bit more of an attacking threat going forward. I'm not sure what the problem was. They haven't struggled for goals this season, really. But in that game, it was a real struggle for them, especially in that second 45 minutes. And the third biggest takeaway is I think this team is good enough to make a, a run to a championship, not only an ACC championship, which I think is a super realistic goal for this team but a national championship and I wouldn't be surprised to see this team make a deep run in the NCAA tournament especially based on how solid this defense is because like I said earlier the old saying goes defense wins championships so really enjoyed watching the Tar Heels play this past Tuesday against UNCW really fun game to go to at Wake Med Soccer Park great crowd there from not only a Carolina perspective but a lot of UNCW fans there as well they're obviously not starting school back until the 8th because of the effects from Hurricane Florence. So praying for everybody down there, but it was good to see a really talented UNCW team in action against a super talented North Carolina men's soccer team. Going to go ahead and switch gears to the next topic of discussion I wanted to touch on on the Carolina Talk podcast, and that is the 2018-2019 Carolina men's basketball team, who I think is poised to have a really, really good season, and Carolina fans should be excited for what this team can do, which we'll touch on in just a little bit. But they actually started practicing for the first time yesterday. This podcast coming out on October 4th, a Thursday. So started practice on Wednesday and read a few practice reports on what went down and nothing but positive things to say about this Carolina team. I think that this team has the ability to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament to do some really big things in the ACC as well. And I think this Carolina team's a bit underrated. A lot of upperclassmen returning to this team Obviously, fifth-year senior and grad transfer Cameron Johnson dealt with a little bit of, of hip troubles last season, had some hip surgery in the offseason, and I think Cam is poised to have a really, really good season for North Carolina coming up. Obviously, has been dealing with injuries since he got into Carolina, and now that he's fully healthy, I think he's a player that you're going to start to see the best of. His experience, his athleticism, his ability to shoot the ball, and also his height. He's a very tall player as well at the small forward position. 6'9", So Cam Johnson, I think he's poised to have a really good season for Carolina. Excited to see what he does. Kenny Williams, fourth-year senior back for North Carolina. Great player, great veteran on this team. We all know what he can do shooting the ball. One of Carolina's best defenders as well. You're, gonna, you're obviously are more than likely going to see Cam Johnson and Kenny Williams in your starting lineup this season. Also got the likes of Seventh Woods, who... I think he's back fully healthy now, and I think you're going to start to see some really solid things from 7th Woods, and quite frankly, you need to. The only other really point guard that Carolina has coming in is freshman Kobe White. I think Kobe White is going to have a great season, one of the best freshmen in the country coming in, McDonald's All-American, all-time leading scorer in North Carolina high school basketball history. So Kobe White, a huge pickup for Carolina and a guy that I think 
I wouldn't be surprised to see starting at some point in this season. I think Seventh Woods has the ability to make a really solid point guard for Carolina, but Kobe White, his natural ability to score the ball, his aggressiveness, and his ability to just get down and fly down the court, I think might set him up to be a starter at some point this season. He's also pretty tall as well, 6'5", currently sitting at 185, but has put on a lot of weight in the summer. So Kobe White, the Goldsboro native, I think is going to have a huge freshman season as well. And you can't forget about Nazir Little, one of the top-rated recruits in the country, was the MVP at the McDonald's All-American Game and Jordan Brand Classic. So everybody knows Nazir Little's ability. Some guys saying he's going to be a one-and-done guy. I'm not too quick to jump on that bandwagon. I think Nazir Little, the way he speaks about Coach Williams, the way he speaks about wanting to to win and have a make a legacy for himself, I wouldn't be surprised to see him play for a few seasons here at Carolina. But the exciting thing about him is that he truly does have the ability to go straight into the NBA right now and be a really solid player, I think. So I'm excited to see what Nazir Little does this season. 6'6", 220 forward from Florida. I think he's going to have a really, really good season. This is one of the best Carolina freshman recruiting classes we've had in a long time as well. You also got the likes of Rayshon Leakey Black, who the 6'7 point guard, essentially, from Concord, North Carolina. Have heard nothing but positive things said about Rayshon Leakey Black, and I think he's also going to be a really, really good Carolina player. Not right off the bat. I think he's going to be a guy that takes a little bit more time to develop just based on kind of how his stock was in high school. He was always a really solid high school player, but certainly didn't put up the numbers that Kobe White and Nazir Little did for their respective high schools. So expect this freshman class, in my opinion, to be one of the best Carolinas had in the past 10 or so years. Also got the likes of of Garrison Brooks returning to the team. Obviously, Luke May, one of the best players in the country. Him and Nazir Little actually voted preseason All-Americans. Luke May on the first team and Nazir Little is a freshman All-American. So Luke May had such an amazing season last year. Obviously hit the game winner against Kentucky, which he really became famous for in Carolina's run to the national championship in 2017. But Luke May is one of the best players in the country, bar none, and he's going to have a great season for North Carolina this year. Not only is he a great player, he's a leader on and off the court. He's a really smart, well-spoken guy, and just a guy you want to have representing your basketball program here at Carolina. So expect Luke May to also have a really, really good season for North Carolina. Sterling Manley also back the 6'11 sophomore. I think you're going to see a lot of improvement from Garrison Brooks and Sterling Manley. Put a lot of work in in the offseason. Supposedly Garrison Brooks looks a little bit more ready to take on a bigger role for Carolina this season according to a lot of experts. But I think Sterling Manley and his ability, he's all, he's two inches taller than Garrison Brooks so he adds a little something different. But the way Garrison Brooks plays just kind of sets him apart right now. He's so aggressive. He's such a good rebounder, and Sterling Manley is as well, but I still think, based on what we saw last season, Sterling Manley doesn't play with that attitude that Garrison Brooks plays with, and I think that just sets Garrison Brooks up to be a starter going into the season. But potentially, I think Sterling Manley has the ability and has a little bit bigger upside than Brooks, and that's really just down to his length and height more than anything. But this Carolina team just looks really good. You've also got some role players coming back. Andrew Playtech supposedly has improved a lot in the offseason and looks set to have a really good sophomore campaign for Carolina, especially as a role player. He's not a guy who's going to come in, score a ton of points for you, put up a lot of huge numbers, but he's a guy that when called upon, even last year, played really, really well. So excited to see Andrew Playtech back on the court for Carolina this coming season. Also the likes of Brandon Robinson. Brandon Robinson, the junior 6'4", 170 from Douglas, Georgia, has had a couple of good seasons for Carolina. Obviously kind of one of those role players that when called upon, 
comes in, plays really well, is a good defender, really lengthy player. Also has a good ability to shoot the ball as well at times. So I'm excited to see how much Brandon Robinson has improved because I think he's a really solid role player for, for North Carolina and somebody I think that could really grow to become a, a really decent scorer at the college level. And I'm hoping to see him do that this season. Also, the likes of K.J. Smith eligible to play this season for North Carolina, the transfer from Pacific University, the son of Carolina great Kenny the Jet Smith. I think he's going to have a decent impact on this team. I think he's going to play more minutes than some people think. Have heard nothing but positive things about him as well. K.J. Smith, I expect him to get some some decent backup minutes for Carolina, especially early on in the season. And then as we move into ACC play, probably see less and less of them. But K.J. Smith, a great guy to have in this Carolina port guard room right now. But yeah, overall, looking at this Carolina team, I'm, ex- I'm really excited for the season. We'll obviously get more into the season as it draws a little bit closer, but really excited at the fact that Carolina basketball is back out on the court. Rory Williams back over the helm of this Carolina basketball team coming off a national championship just two years ago. And obviously losing the likes of Theo Pinson and Joel Berry is going to be tough. You know, that those are two Carolina greats, in my opinion, and two guys that are going to be hard to replace. But this Carolina team has a great mixture of young talent and experienced players who can not who are not only just experienced, but they're good basketball players. Great scorers on this team. The, the mixture of some good big men as well. Luke May, Sterling Manley, Garrison Brooks. We all know that Roy Williams' teams are really dependent on their big men. And the fact that Garrison Brooks and Sterling Manley got a lot of minutes last year as true freshmen makes me feel confident they're going to have big seasons behind Luke May this year. Looking forward to this Carolina basketball team. Obviously, Late Night with Roy coming up next Friday at 7.30 p.m. Obviously, come out to that one. It's a free event and such a fun event to go watch as Carolina kicks off the season. Then they got an exhibition on November 2nd against Mount Olive at the Dean Dome. And then they start the season off at Wofford on November 6th at 7 p.m. That game will be on ESPN2. So season not too far away, just over a month away right now. And I know this Carolina team and this Carolina fan base are excited to get this season underway. Last thing we're going to touch on is the Carolina football team. Obviously not having the greatest of seasons coming off that loss against Miami last Thursday, 47-10. to So that was a disappointing result for a 1-3 Carolina team who only has one win. Obviously got Virginia Tech coming up next Saturday, October 13th. Big 7 o'clock game on ESPN2 or ESPNU. Really excited to see how this game goes. Expecting a big crowd there like I mentioned earlier in this podcast and this could be a season-defining game for Carolina football. Obviously, A, a primetime game is going to make a lot of players play even harder, be a lot more pumped up for this game. That will also apply on the Virginia Tech side as well. So be wary on both sides of that. But I think a 7 p.m. kickoff slides a little bit more in Carolina's favor in that home field advantage. And the fact that Virginia Tech actually plays Notre Dame in Blacksburg this coming Saturday, so two days away from that game. I think that this North Carolina game could be a little bit of a down game for this Virginia Tech team, especially coming off a big win. Primetime 7 p.m. game last Saturday at Duke, and then they've got another primetime 7 p.m. game at home against Notre Dame this coming Saturday. And then they have to turn around and play another big game at Keenan Stadium next Saturday. So Virginia Tech playing a lot of primetime games right now, and hopefully this Carolina game can be a little bit of a down game for this team, especially since I think this VT team is a little bit down this season. Obviously, that huge upset against ODU a couple of weeks ago certainly set them back, but you know went down to a really solid Duke team and got a result this past Saturday. So, got to be weird of this Virginia Tech team, two programs that not only compete in the recruiting trail, 
you know, neck and neck for the most part. But, you know, two programs just just don't really like each other in the first place. So excited for that game coming up. And I'm hoping that Carolina can get this quarterback situation figured out. We'll have a Carolina preview of this game coming up next week. Going to have one of my good friends on that one who is a huge diehard Virginia Tech fan. So I'm really excited to have him on the podcast. Going to do a preview podcast with him and a review podcast sometime, maybe Sunday of next week or Monday of next week, talking about the Virginia Tech result. Hopefully a big win for North Carolina, but that's going to do it for me today, guys. I wanted this podcast to be a pretty short one, and I'm glad I was able to hit that target on this one just under 25 minutes. So looking forward to the next podcast coming up. Going to try to get a, a few out next week. Obviously the preview and the review coming out, like I already mentioned for the Virginia Tech game, but I'm going to try to get another podcast in early next week as well where we can sit down and talk more about Carolina sports. Expect some more guests coming on as well. I'm sorry that I haven't had guests already, but I've got them lined up, and I'm excited to have them on here as I'm going to bring some true Carolina fans and also fans of other programs on here to discuss Carolina football, more specifically right now since we're in the middle of Carolina football season. But as basketball season keeps approaching, going to really, really dive into that and and what we can expect going into the 2018-2019 Carolina basketball season, but also going to continue to touch on other sports as well. Men's soccer doing really well right now. Women's soccer team also having a great season under Anson Dorrance, as expected from a storied Carolina women's soccer program. Field hockey team ranked number one in the country right now as well. So unfortunately, besides football, Carolina has shown really well in their fall sports and long may that continue. But like I said, guys, that's going to do it for me. As always, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Carolina Talk Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Carolina Talk Pod. And one more thing before I forget, the Carolina Talk Podcast is now available on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Really excited to announce that. Um, you can also find it at anchor.fm. That's where it is uploaded every time we have a new podcast, which you can find all those links on my Twitter at Carolina Talk Pod. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Go Heels, and we'll see you next time.